Welcome back, Literary Slummers, to another episode of Shelf Aware, the podcast where we read books outside of our comfort zones. I'm Em. And I'm a slightly sick Anna. Apologies Delightful. for the voice. <laughs> it's been uh, fucked for the past couple weeks. So enjoy. We're doing our best. We're doing our best. The fact that Anna would grace you with her synopsis even truly. in this weakened state truly truly a blessing you guys should feel honored right now um <laughs> also you should be very happy we didn't record last week when my voice was even worse than it is now <laughs> we're doing our best we're doing our best um, um and what are we doing our best reading oh well, my god we're starting a new a unit new unit that was submitted to us yeah uh via listener Charlie, who Thank suggested you, Charlie. that we do mafia romance. Yes. So Anna, like what's what's your vibe going into this? How do you what's your familiarity with mafia romance? How do you feel about it? Like what's yeah. the what's the hot goss? Well for me, I um I took a dip into like darker romances over the summer. I mm. read like a I read a couple mafia romances, one by Katie Roberts. Um and then another one that was so unremarkable to me, I can't even recall it at the moment. But um, I think as a whole, like, mafia romances and darker romances for me are fine in very small doses. I don't think mm-hmm. it is, like, my favorite subgenre. Um, but it's an interesting one, one that you don't – a lot of shit happens in these that you don't typically associate with a romance novel, Right. Um, right. and, and this one sp- specifically <laughs> feels very unromantic. <laughs> That's what? on us. We picked what this one. What could you possibly be referring to? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've never read a mafia romance mm. proper. Mm-hmm. I've read mm-hmm. a few mafia AU fanfics. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, but absolutely. I feel like that's a kind of different thing entirely um they're almost as like required reading as the coffee shop au right the mafia au it just you're gonna get a few of those yes by default if you dip into any sort of fan fiction Mm -hmm. especially if Um, you read the romances where the main character ends up with the villain (laughs) see and i i don't think it's even that i think that like because I the ones that I'm thinking of are like Yuri on Ice ones, so I feel like sports romances can oh my also God. go this way. Where Victor is like the head of the Russian uh-huh. mafia, like yeah, where is exactly. this coming from? <laughs> <laughs> Those are good. though. <laughs> some of them are real fucked up, but some are good. I've read like I I think I've read some in other uh, fandoms too, but that's mm-hmm. just the first one that came to mind. But um, yeah, I you know I was kind of like on board with the premise of this because it has a lot of things I guess getting into the book that we've read yeah so we read the, the book, kiss thief <laughs> the book that we read was the kiss thief by LJ Shen mm-hmm. um your thoughts boy um <laughs> <laughs> um I have a hard time finding anything positive to say at the moment mm. I hate to be this mean about a book about mm-hmm. an independently published book as well. But this one, if you're into dark romances, shit, this one checks all the boxes. We've got age gap. We've got Stockholm Syndrome. We've got, like, uh, I don't know. 
the the arranged marriage, but like done in a really forced gross marriage. Way. The hel- forced marriage. Yeah, forced marriage, and then held in captivity, just like everything. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! It's like she saw Beauty and the Beast, the Disney version, <laughs> yes. heard the complaints, and was like, "Bet gonna make because- it worse." <laughs> <laughs> it is okay. I'm trying to compartmentalize. There were th- there were instances. There was like maybe. 40 pages in this book where I got on board. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. when they kind of were like, oh, this is fucked up and we need to reevaluate our life. I was uh-huh. like, cool, yes. I love this vibe. But then there this was that good. sex scene. <laughs> but yeah, there, uh, nothing about this. And I'm, I like an arranged marriage trope. Absolutely. I, I, I'm a fan. But Absolutely. here's, I think, this really was me learning something new about myself because it has to be arranged in a way where both parties are equally equal amounts of on board with the arrangement. Yes. So either both of them have to be like, fuck this. I can't believe my parents did this to me. Or both of them have to be like, I'm doing this for the politics and so that mm-hmm. my country, you know, like yes. they have to be at that level. Right. Mm-hmm. You can't have this where it is. A man arranged a marriage with a child. His child bride. His mm-hmm. <laughs> child bride. And then we're like, oh, it's romantic, though. It's not. It's, it's not. so. It was. This is the first. At least 50% of this was just so hard to get through. And then the ending wasn't good enough for it to be, like, redeemable in any way. Yes. Like. I, I think the author was trying to make it like, oh, look how the love sneaks up on them. But mm-hmm. it was so subtle that the reader also never got there. Like, there was no – they they just decided – like, literally, you see the scene where she gives in, and she's like, you know what? Being with him is better than being with my abusive parents. And so yeah. as much as I hate it, I'm going to I'm going to try and have a relationship with this man. And then he is supposed to be like, ooh, she's breaking down his barriers because he's this lone wolf bad guy, you know? But um, he just – he. He just decides I'm going to I'm going to enjoy having sex with a teenager. Yeah. And and then they're and in I, love. <laughs> I almost feel like this wouldn't. And I mean, I guess because I think LJ Shen is fairly popular amongst the, the dark romance, mafia romance sort. Um, but it almost feels like this isn't it. It's the fucking middle ground thing again. It's not dark enough mm-hmm. to be like just inherent like just fucked up to the max right where you could be like that's the point right like it's just so fucked up because the author tries to like be like oh but you know he knows it's wrong and he's not gonna do this that xyz thing it's like okay he already crossed 1800 lines it doesn't matter that he didn't cross the 1801st right you know right 1800 and once 1800 either there needed to be way less sketchy shit in this book mm-hmm. or honestly more because like yeah. if you're gonna do dark don't don't try to be like well he's evil but not really she it's needed like, no. to meet him at his level right yes. that's what needed yes. to happen in this book like she the whole thing is like she is this very pure, very sheltered, very childlike 19-year-old. Mm-hmm. And her her behaviors and her personality and her sheltered upbringing make her even more childlike than a 19-year-old should be. Mm-hmm. 
The whole book should have been she meets this guy and while he cares for her, he's definitely like dragging her down to his end of the, you know, uh, innocent versus villain spectrum, right? Right. Um, And we didn't get that. Like she very stubbornly stayed up above it all and he was down there like shooting people and making deals and like doing all (laughs) kinds of stuff and it just like they never met in the middle and it was, I don't know. I also, I feel like it's kind of a cop-out with a mom. Again, I feel like there's so much of this, like, not too dark, though, in this book where it's like, you've already, you've gone too dark already. Yeah. So just Mm -hmm. lean into it. Like, the fact that he's, like, he's not in the mafia because the mafia is the bad guys. I'm like, no. He's the future president of the United (laughs) States. God damn it. Of the ending of this book. Oh, God. Yeah. um. Okay. (laughs) It's so fucking dumb. Oh. It's so bad. <laughs> okay, so I think we, we both agreed this one no good. Is there, I mean, you said you might recommend it to dark romance fans. Yeah, I think, like, if you're into, I know there are a lot of people who like that, like, taboo um, age gap romance um, where, you know, they like this kind of, like, I don't know, it feels kind of like a toe dip into, into, mm. Uh, or like a gateway into the darker, dark romances. Because they do. They get really dark. Um, And I'm not here to yuck anyone's yum. I fully understand. Like, there's something compelling about reading a romance about bad guys or, like, even just having some sex along with your villainy. Like, I totally get that. And that's a thing that people like. And even though I don't understand it, like, I – I mean, I'm not. Even though it's not something made for me, I do realize people like to read the age gap romances. And yes, technically, she is a, an adult. Probably not mentally, though, because of like her whole. <laughs> but um, there's definitely an audience for this book. L.J. Shen is a very popular author. I think this book itself is extremely popular. Um, <laughs> I think for me, I, I, I honestly, I think for me, I need something darker than this. <laughs> So I usually we try to actually say who we'd recommend it for. And sometimes we come up blank. But here's the reason why I wouldn't even recommend this to dark romance fans. Like I already said, I don't think it leans dark enough. Yeah. Um, Maybe someone who's like looking to get into dark romance. But like, I don't know. I feel like the gateway to dark romance stuff is fan fiction. You know, like that's very (laughs) true. Right. Yeah. So who's just toe dipping with actual books? I don't know. But uh I feel that, like you said, because L.J. Shen is very popular, I don't feel bad saying I don't recommend this to anyone, Mm -hmm. not only because I didn't agree with the content. I thought that it was um, fucked up in all the wrong ways. Uh, And not in, like, a sexy way either, just in a a, this is ridiculous way. Like, I Mm -hmm. just didn't enjoy the plot. I thought the plot was silly. The plot was nonsensical, yeah. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And I really, really disliked her writing style. Mm. Like, I feel like the way she wrote every scene where she came up with like 18 zingers that people could say to each other Mm -hmm. and then strung them together in ways that often didn't make sense. And I just can't recommend this in good conscience. That's fair. I mean, I guess it's free on Kindle Unlimited. So, you know, you're not losing anything except time by reading it. But... Here we are. That's how I feel. <laughs> yeah, I I did not enjoy my reading of this at all. Um, 
but some people some people love it i'm sure some people love it i don't know man um wasn't for me (sighs) no (laughs) i'm willing i'm willing to i'm willing to forgive a book for a lot of stuff but this this was not it i think for me it's it's a combo of i don't like the writing i don't like the plot yeah i don't like the characters and there is stuff that i find morally wrong about it yeah so like all together like i can read for you as a reader <laughs> right i can read stuff that i find like morally reprehensible absolutely but i can't do that if i also don't like the plot characters or writing you know like- i didn't like any character in this book i will say they were all bad and weirdly written and bad i don't it was very like um and i i really i hate this example but like it's very show don't tell no Mm -hmm. it was very tell don't show sorry flip it reverse it um like they just kept saying like ooh, francesca is like she's so sassy she hides herself behind this like prim and proper uh exterior because that's how she was raised at boarding school and yada yada and i'm like no she's she's lame (laughs) (laughs) there's no like whip smart banter there's no like she doesn't have any conniving plans going on in her head she's just right she gives up immediately just immediately and also like on that same uh, path the male love interest who I don't want to say his name yet because ooh is it good? It's so um, good. <laughs> he he keeps having like internal breaks and whatever he'll be like, man, I hated how I didn't keep my usual calm, composed demeanor you in never this have. moment. And I'm like, yeah, you never have, dude. Like every scene, you're saying that same thing. You what don't calm, know what it is demeanor? to be calm, my man. <laughs> it's just ugh. <laughs> So, but this is entirely our fault. We picked this book out of any mafia romance that we could have possibly read. We did pick this one. So, oops, you know? Oops, us. Yeah, oops, us, our bad. Um, but we know, you know, we know, we know a lot of things that we don't want yeah, in future yeah. ones. So, and if you that's know great. of a good mafia romance that you've enjoyed, send it our I've way. I've actually gotten a suggestion from one of our listeners slash friends slash DM person. And most importantly, listener. <laughs> We'll talk about that in a couple of weeks. Excellent. Uh, but uh, we didn't like this book. Yeah, Have no. Have we been reading anything else that we did like? <laughs> um, no. Yes, well, but also no. Um, so I was, I've been busy, very busy, playing Persona 5 since the remaster of Persona 5 Royal came out. Sure. I was replaying that. And then M was like, I'm playing this game called Pathfinder Kingmaker. And I was like, oh, I have that game. I just like never really got into it. And then you said... Oh well, there's parts. There's like kingdom building aspects to the game, and I and my little brain said, "Ah, that is something we love." So the past like forty eight hours, that's all I've been doing is playing Pathfinder <laughs> Kingmaker. Have you gotten to the kingdom building part? No, yet? but oh. I'm close. I'm level okay, four okay. now, and okay. I um, have you picked up your some new friends? Yes, I've got a full party now. Fantastic! I killed. I killed the Manticore. I felt very vindicated because, like, the first. <laughs> this is my third playthrough of the game. Like the first several hours of the game, because I'm dumb, uh, and that thing kicked my ass every single time. But I came back as a level four, and I beat it in one oh. round. It was. What are you? Would you end up? It felt uh, so good. What'd you end up having your main be class? Um, I went with the most warlock thing I could find, mm. which was like the eldritch magus thing. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. 
So I did that and I'm enjoying it. Um, but the, also I, I, um, gamed the dialogue options to get like a very, uh, DPS heavy party at the very beginning. And that also helped. (laughs) Who'd you start with? Uh, Valerie, uh, the barbarian. I am Valerie. Valerie's such a nerd, but I needed her shield. No, fuck that shield. I always (laughs) leave her at home. Her and then the undead girl and the barbarian. Jethil? Yeah. And Amiri? Yes. See, I think I started with Amiri, Lindsay, and Harem, mm. and I was like... That was my these first are... time, and I sucked. Yeah, Lindsay and Harem, I'm just like, you guys are kind of trash. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't enjoy... I've one of you is an enjoy... occult, and the other one of you is obsessed with me. <laughs> <laughs> I've come to enjoy Lindsay's bardic abilities at higher levels, mm-hmm, but... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, a low level, though, it's rough. Yeah. I also am currently at the point in the game where there are a bit of romance options. So that's fun. Look forward to that. Excellent. I can't wait. Um, I am reading a book, though. I started like. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I did. This is not our video game podcast yet. Um, I'm like 50 pages into a kind of a longer romance book, but it's called Rent a Boyfriend by Gloria Chow. Oh, I feel like I might have either read that or it's on my TBR. It's really cute so far. It is a, about a, a girl who hires a uh, a man to pretend to be her boyfriend when she goes home for the holidays because her parents want her to get married to this really disgusting guy because he's a good family friend and very rich and successful and blah, 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 blah. Um, and I, I'm just really enjoying it, like the Asian parental expectations and like that not really jiving with a very... Um, you know, 2022 mindset that a woman may have. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's very good. Uh, I like the fake relationship aspect of it. And uh, I the, love a fake relationship. Absolutely. And apparently, like, this is a real practice in Asian countries where, like, they really do have rent a boyfriend um, mm. for the holidays surfaces, uh, which I thought was very interesting. I might look like, I just like to learn more about that. Cause I think that's wild and interesting. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what are you reading? Um, I am in addition to playing Pathfinder Kingmaker. It's so good. Uh, <laughs> reading. Okay. So I wanted to read another romance to kind of like offset this yeah. romance, mm-hmm. but all of the ones that I want to read, I, they, like my library has them but they're on hold at the moment oh, and I was like rude. well I don't want to buy them you know so like yeah yeah we I'm love trying libraries. to be responsible libraries with are my so money. good I know so I got a different book from the library that isn't a romance at all and you would be proud of me yeah because it's a mystery <gasps> wow what yes what did you choose tell me all about it Okay, so it's this book called The Verifiers by Jane Peck. Okay, and proud it's, to look this up. Okay. I feel like you would like it, but I'm also not 100% done with it yet. I'm like 75% of the way through. Things are starting to come together. Okay. Um, and I like it because there's a lot of like family drama stuff with the main character going on in addition to the mystery that she's trying to solve. So it's mm-hmm. like it's kind of like half family drama and half uh, a mystery. So it's about this uh, woman who works for a company – that their job is to, like, verify online dating stuff. Like, people will come to them and be like, hey, I'm dating this guy. Is what he's saying true? Is this a catfish? Um, Yeah. So, like, she is a little bit, like, private investigator-ish, sort of. But so one of their clients comes to them and is like, hey, I've never met this guy. Um, I'm trying to figure out, like, what's his deal? And they're like, what what are you even talking? If you haven't met him, he stopped talking to you. Like, what's the point, right? Mm -hmm. 
Um, but they take the job and they get into it and they're like, this is like, what is she even talking about? We can't figure it out. What is she? Why does she think this guy, there's something up with him? Like, yeah, he's the way he like interacts is kind of strange, but you know, there's no like immediate red flags or whatever. And then the woman that they're, uh, that hired them, like she hires them to work on another case too, but then she ends up, uh, dead. Like oh. she, her sister shows up and is like, hey, my sister was one of your clients. Her name isn't what she said it was. That's my name. She was using a fake identity. Um, like what the fuck was going on, right? Whoa. So then the main character is like, I have to figure out what fucking happened yeah. with this, right? Um, so it, and then it like turns into like all this stuff about like tech and how online dating companies like have really sketchy like data mining practices oh, and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, and also like there's a lot of stuff about uh, uh Weird family dynamics and uh, sibling rivalry and um, kind of in line with what you said, uh, Asian parents and yeah. the expectations they put on their kids. Um, and a little bit of LGBTQ stuff if you're into that because yeah. the main character is gay and that's always fun. Um, yeah, so it's it's I'm enjoying it so far. Like I said, I think the fact that there is other stuff beside the mystery is making it mm-hmm. making it so that I am not as frustrated as I usually am with mysteries perfect oh my gosh I'm so excited I love that you're reading a mystery it sounds good it, it's good I recommend it so far okay I, re- I think you would like it uh unlike this book which neither of us liked what we now have yeah. to talk about well let's get into this book um okay we'll start with the characters we have female lead Francesca Rossi 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 mm-hmm she is the only child daughter to the head of the Chicago outfit, which is the Chicago Mafia, I guess, and or the Italian Chicago Mafia. She um, is... I feel like between this and the next, I'm going to have to get into proper terminology because I, I don't know, like, is there a difference between mob and mafia? Mm-hmm. Mm. So, apologies if we're offending anyone in the mafia. Sorry. If we're offending anyone in the mafia, please don't put a hit on us. Please. This comes from a place of ignorance. <laughs> we don't mean we don't mean to offend your your very good traditions. <laughs> so she Francesca is a 19-year-old girl. Who is has who is been nineteen and nineteen? And she's and so she's 19. nineteen. She's such a teenager. And I think it, it may seem like we're referencing the fact that she's nineteen a no. lot, but not nearly as much nope. as this book does. It's every chapter. It's every. She's page. such a teenager. She's such a teenager. She's so young. Mm-hmm. She's so young. She's so much younger than her fiance. Yeah. And while and most people would try to forget fiance. that, <laughs> this book does not want you to. This book is like you need to remember need, that she's nineteen. Part. Yeah. Yeah. So hold that in your hearts as we move forward. <laughs> she has been raised with this expectation that she will she'll go away to school. She'll she'll get her high school degree, but beyond that, her job is to stay home, have kids, and further the the lineage, the dynasty of this mafia family. Um she has not even been kissed before, I don't think. Uh no, she's never. just very prude, very sheltered, um, and she's in love with her uh, childhood friend Angelo, 
and he loves her back too. Like this is a real love. I was kind of doubting it for a long time, but no, they 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 are like real, real in love. No, um, I'm still doubting it. They're just real awkward about it too, because <laughs> uh, neither of them really like they don't know anything don't, of anything. They also <clears> don't <throat> know each other. Like they hang out in the summertime, but like in very like. I don't know. I didn't get the because they kept trying to be like, oh, he's my childhood friend. I'm like, no, he's not. Like, you don't know anything about him aside from <laughs> the fact that his dad is also in the mafia. Like, Everyone's been expecting them to get married. Also, it should be noted that he is four years older than her mm-hmm. and first was like, I'm going to marry you when she was 16. Yeah. Which already <laughs> off to a strong start. Well, because the other thing about Francesca that's very important to her whole character is that she's the most beautiful woman that's ever existed. Like, Helen of Troy, move aside. Francesca Rossi's in town. She's just so slamming, so hot, such a sexy 19-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> but she's like, no, I don't want to. I don't want to acknowledge my beauty because I know it's fleeting in the way that only really beautiful people can say. Mm-hmm. You know, like, it was aggravating. <laughs> she was aware of it like she was yeah. like I don't know why all these men keep talking to me oh and you I'm, know, so which... clumsy. Ooh. I'm so clumsy I'm so clumsy I can go without eating for two weeks <laughs> isn't it weird it's because I smoke all these cigarettes it's my only vice <laughs> my mother encouraged it because it would curb my appetite um <laughs> <laughs> that's called having an eating disorder <laughs> so Francesca's getting all dolled up for this masquerade ball that is going on it's like a fundraiser at the art gallery or something she is choosing to dress as a nemesis from the Greek myth about Narcissus. I don't really know much about that story. I'm sure you do, Em. Maybe you could enlighten. No? No. Okay. I When he, she was like, oh, she was the one who cursed Narcissus, I was like, was she? Okay. <laughs> you say this, so. is, this is not, Nemesis is not a mythological figure that pops up a lot. Um, in in romances, which is usually where, you know, I'm encountering mythological figures or retellings. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Nemesis has not been in any of the Hades Persephone romances nah, I've read. I was actually like, <laughs> I will say, kind of going into this, when she picked Nemesis, I was like, oh, pleasantly surprised because based on the vibes, I was like, oh, of course he's going to go as Persephone and he's right. going to be yeah. there as Hades because he's going to kidnap her underworld, blah, blah, blah. That's all this is, right? And she didn't. And I'm like, okay, all Maybe right. Maybe there's something more to her. Nah. There's not. There's not. But it's important that she chose Nemesis because this is going to be her nickname for the rest of the book. Mm. (laughs) But so, so yeah, so she's getting all dolled up. And her family has this tradition uh, where the women in the family do where they, they have this like, Wooden chest, wooden this box. Is so hat on a hat. I didn't. I don't. Okay. <laughs> Where the women? Why did we need this conceit in this book? It was so she could have just wanted to kiss Angelo, and then he could have stolen the kiss that way. But like, the, yeah, the, uh, yeah. This, uh-huh. <laughs> so they have. She has this magic box, and in it are notes left to her by her mother and maybe grandmother. Great-grandmother, IDK, how many women have left notes in this box? It's not very specific where the notes came from. Hmm. Um, But there's three notes in her box that are supposed to describe her true love. And she has opened the box and pulled out one note because she's kind of like savoring the notes or something. I don't know. 
Well, I feel it's important to note that it is supposed to be opened on your wedding day. Oh, okay, okay, So that way all of the, because the notes are written in such a way that, of course, they will all apply to To the man that you are marrying, whether or not you love him. Yes. Because the first note is, you will kiss your true love today. You know, like, so it's like, okay, I'm kissing this husband Yeah, I'm going to walk down the aisle to him. Right. Mm -hmm. So, Yes. She has this note that says she's going to kiss her true love today. She's got it tucked into her into her corset because it's very important. Tonight she's going to kiss Angela for the first time. Why did she need to bring the note? Don't know. D-I-D-K. I- <laughs> so she and her parents arrive at the masquerade ball. Angela's there. He thinks she's very beautiful. But then when they go to sit down to dinner – she is not seated with Angela's family because Angela's family is not as rich and important as hers is. So they're they're not seated next to each other. Instead, she is sat at a table with some other politicians, including newly elected senator of the state of Illinois, Wolf <laughs> Keaton. <laughs> of course. Of course his name is Wolf. Of course his name is Wolf. He's 30 years old. He's the youngest senator ever. He's so good at senatoring. This was when I was like, like, I was trying to figure out, is the age gap in this strictly a fetish thing? Mm. Or is it necessary to the plot? And the unfortunate realization is that it is necessary to the yeah. plot because <laughs> he legally can't be a senator if he's any younger. And she... Wouldn't make sense if she was not a teenager. Like yep. her choices, decisions wouldn't None, make sense yeah. if she wasn't a teenager. I'll fly out the window if she's had more than just high school level experience. <laughs> Which is unfortunate. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, of course, Senator Keaton has heard about Francesca and her famed beauty everybody talks about it in the entire of, entirety of the city of chicago everyone talks about how beautiful francesca rossi is uh and she sits down at the table near him and his first act upon meeting her is to basically ridicule her entire way of life now keep in mind she's a 19 year old girl who's been sent to boarding school has abusive parents though she doesn't she has not realized that yet but her dad is a very controlling manipulative man he's the head of the chicago outfit and he has very strict <laughs> expectations about what his daughter should do and be. Like, she's not allowed to go to college. She's not allowed to have a job. She's not allowed to have friends. She has to leave her cell phone unlocked so they can read everything that she's doing all the time. Yada, 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 yada. So he begins questioning her. He's like, hey, is there any value to your life or are you just some pretty young thing? <laughs> you know, fun dinner talk. Yeah, like in front of a, a huge amount of like other very politically important people in the city. And she does her best. Like, bless her. She does her best to be like, I I mean, I like doing things, but my hobbies are all, you know, like, I like Frivolous. horseback riding. And I run a charity organization. And I like shopping for things that I need, which is really a line from the book that she said. I like I like shopping for things that I need. <laughs> well, because she wouldn't want to like shopping for things she doesn't need. Yeah. That would make her We have silly. to make her conscientious, right? <laughs> So Senator Keaton just like lays into her. He's like, your life's pathetic. You're pathetic. Grow up. And then he asks her to dance with him. 
No, no, he doesn't ask because that would imply that her consent. That's is true. She has a dance card. She has a dance card, and he pays to have a dance with yeah. her. Question: Would this be better if it was the historical romance it was trying to be at times? Yes. 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 It would have been. I don't know I why was this like, was contemporary. <laughs> I was like, oh, maybe this is set in like 1950 Chicago, and then I yeah. would have been like cool okay Mm -hmm. still fucked up but like i can get on board and you know maybe this 19 year old will teach this man how to see women as not property but no (laughs) but no she doesn't until like i can i can get on board with a dude who is a little bit misogynistic in a time that everybody's misogynistic and you know not everybody was misogynistic that's inaccurate but like the societal norms are leaning certain ways. Like, I'm like, okay, cool. I can get on board with that. Not my favorite, but I can get past it. Mm-hmm. I can't when it is a 30-year-old in the 2000s. I'm like, no, <laughs> no, absolutely not. You're telling me that someone who was born, like, I can't, rem- I don't know when this book was written, but let's say. He's younger, he's born- younger than me. So, like, let's say he was born the same year as me. Okay, so someone who was born in late 80s early 90s mm-hmm. doesn't know that you shouldn't be an ass to women like i don't the, he's an alpha male what needs are you gonna to be do? higher he's an alpha male Ugh. <laughs> he can't he help is. it he's so alpha it's dumb i feel like this is a good time to bring up the fact that the guy who did the original study on like alpha males in nature was like like came out and was like everyone needs to stop using that word that way that's not what it means <laughs> if only because in in alpha males in packs there's alpha or like you know groups in which alpha male mm-hmm. is used in nature like there's an alpha male and an alpha female it's the breeding pair in the group and then the rest of the group is typically their children like wait that's i what thought that every means. alpha wanted an omega oh my god <laughs> That is a fan fictional I will not go down. It's, you know, I've gotten there on accident a few times, not reading the tags enough, mm, and mm. it is wild. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so these two are dancing. He continues to berate her, and he was like, just tell me, tell me something interesting about you, please. And she goes, she tells him, I have this wooden box full of notes about my true love. And the <laughs> and the one I read tonight was that my true love will kiss me tonight. And he's like, that's the can stupidest you, thing I ever heard. Can you imagine? Like, this is how this conversation should have gone if he was a normal human being. Instead of being like, I'm in love with this girl. You're put at a table. You're a rich asshole politician. You're put at a table, mm-hmm. and one of the people there is a 19-year-old, and you're like, "Ugh, I'm so mad that this 19-year-old who I can't has no political influence, I don't care about, is here. I'm gonna be mean to her. I'm gonna be an asshole. I'm, I'm gonna be an asshole to a kid. <laughs> I'm gonna bully this child <laughs> throughout this whole dinner, and then I'm gonna ask her to tell me an interesting fact about her, and she's gonna come back with, "I have a secret box my mommy gave me that has notes about my true love." <laughs> And why would you tell him that? He's been bullying you all night. It's like, you know, it's the most interesting thing about her. Sometimes <laughs> she has nothing like, else. When little kids are like in a conversation and you know, there's like that dynamic where one of them is like 
maybe not aware that the others are being mean to them. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. what this felt like. Absolutely. I was like, don't tell him your weaknesses. <laughs> what are you doing? Oh, my doing? God, you dumb girl. <laughs> yeah. She really set herself up for this, didn't she? <laughs> um. <laughs> So they have this dance. It's emotionally fraught for Francesca. She has to take a breather out on the ba- or in the garden outside. Don't know. She goes out to smoke because, again, smoking is her only vice because it makes her skinny. So she goes out to smoke and um, <laughs> out in the out onto the dark patio walks a man wearing Angelo's masquerade mask. She doesn't question this. She thinks it's Angelo. Pretends She's Angelo. dumb as a box of bricks that's not even a thing but that's how dumb she is yes (laughs) because you know there's a masquerade mask doesn't cover up your hair your hair height your height the rest of your clothes (laughs) your voice (laughs) she just zeroed in on that mask and she's like she's like it's angela it's angelo my true love and pretend angelo comes up and gives her her best and only kiss of her life up to this point <laughs> and after several minutes of making out with him she finally realizes it's not angelo and she pulls away and look who it is it's senator wolf keaton did we ever get an explanation for how he got angelo's mask I thought Angela was dead, but he's not. I don't know why he just grabbed I it off his it was, face. It's like, I you don't need this. Be, I thought it was going to be like revealed that it was like a bet situation of like, give me your mask. I bet she'd kiss, you know, like some yeah. sort of dumb. But I don't think we ever got an explanation of how he got that mask. It's almost like in my head cannon, he, he really just ripped it off Angela's face and yes. ran away without saying a word so that Angela would follow him to see him kiss his his beloved for several minutes for several minutes and he does watch like angelo's like oh my god what have i just seen and francesca's like oh angelo no this isn't i thought it was you and senator keaton's like ha 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 and then he leaves and she throws a little temper tantrum and she calls him a kiss thief the title of the book yep they did it in chapter two the title We're of the only book. On chapter two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's okay though, because we get to fast forward a bunch of stuff here. So the next day, after the the horrific kiss, she wakes up. There are there's like Secret Service people and black vehicles, men in suits at her house, and she's like, "What's going on?" Senator Wolf Keaton has has uh, called on the, the Chicago outfit to speak with her father about something in their office. Turns out Senator Keaton has some dirt on uh, Francesca's father and using that as blackmail has him basically agree to give Senator Keaton Francesca's hand in marriage. This is ironclad deal. Can't back out of it. Uh, Francesca has no idea what's going on. She wakes up and then like an hour later is told to pack up as much as she can because everything that's left behind is going to get tossed out. Like Senator Keaton's like, I'm a man who does not negotiate and I'm very punctual. So if you're not ready in that time, then you're going to have no clothes. He takes her to his house, his mansion on the other side of Chicago. He gives her a whole wing of the house. He says, we will not be sleeping together. We will be married, but we will, we will not, like, we will consummate our marriage and that's it. Like, this isn't, this is just, I'm just doing this because I hate your dad. 
I don't really, I don't want anything to do with you, honestly. She's like, I don't understand. This is very confusing for me, a child. Yeah, I don't, like, how did I end up in this situation? Why didn't my parents fight for me? And Senator Keaton's like, because, like, your parents don't really care about you. I hate to break it to you. She's like, I don't believe you. Whatever. So then we have, like, this gap of, like, several weeks where the two of them are just at odds, right? Just bickering. Just bickering for no reason, like... She she goes on a hunger strike that only lasts a couple days because then like her mom's like you have to you have to eat because you're not beautiful anymore. <laughs> you can't starve yourself. You have to give love a chance. So all these all these women in her life saying you have to give love a chance. You don't you don't know like this could be a this really good thing. This could be fine. You. This could be fine. Meanwhile, he's just screaming at her all the time. <laughs> This is good, actually. This could be Have good for you. I don't know. <laughs> There's a woman, a housekeeper that lives in the home, too, called Mrs. Starling. Called Mrs. Potts. Mrs. Oh, no, Mrs. Potts, yeah, played by Angela Lansbury. <laughs> no, I think Mrs. Starling or Mrs. Sterling, I don't remember. doesn't matter. She lives there, too, and she's she, like, raised uh, Wolf briefly while he was a child-slash-teenager and now is his housekeeper, and she's like, no, he's just, you have to work hard to break down his walls. You just have to defeat him with love. And if you love him enough, then maybe he'll be nice to you. This was one of the worst characters I think I've ever read. Like She was terrible. She has no sense of self. Like, who is she as a person? Don't know. She's just this, I mean, we find out more about her later, but it's uninteresting. Payoff is it's not worth uninteresting it. and doesn't make sense. But as a person, her only character trait is that she wants these two to fuck. And I'm like, that is it's disgusting. Weird. And she eavesdrops on them doing yes. it. Yes. Yes. She eavesdrops on their fucking and wants them to fuck. And that's not that's not a character trait. Made way more problematic when you find out later, spoiler yes. alert, this is Wolf Keaton's biological mother. She had Jesus. some issues with drugs. She had to put her son up for adoption. He was adopted by a very rich family. But then when she like got clean, she approached the family and they hired her as a live-in babysitter, basically, for her teenage son so that the two of them could be close together. But like, yeah, this is his biological mom. And she's eavesdropping on him having sex with his 19-year-old. With his 19-year-old child, right? <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? What is this? Why are we doing this? This book is so fucking weird. So it's a miserable time in the house. Everyone's always yelling. He's always he's always suspicious that she's like trying to escape or run away. And she's just wanting to garden. She just wants to make a vegetable garden. And the fact that she doesn't try to Ex- do oh my God. anything. I know. Just walk out like, the door. I, I can kind of buy it for a little bit where she's like, okay, my parents are maybe going to fix this still. I have to do what my parents want because I've been brainwashed. But there comes a point, like you mentioned, when she is like, oh, no, my parents don't give a shit. Yeah. Like, the next they have scene, made this yeah. decision and they're sticking with this decision. Just leave. Just, Just leave, leave at that point. What are they going to do? I know that you're like, but I'm a mafia princess and my father has said that I have to marry this man. But actually, in reality, you're in modern day Chicago. So you could just leave. You could get you on could a plane just and go, go somewhere. somewhere else. You could go somewhere else, actually. Mm-hmm. You could 
like go tell someone that you've basically been kidnapped. Yeah. You're an adult. It doesn't matter what your parents tell you to do legally. It's not like you can go and be like, oh, um, my parents gave me to this rich senator. He has kidnapped me and won't let me leave his house. <laughs> I'm being human trafficked. I'm being human trafficked. My dad is the head of the mob. And they're going to be like, oh, well, you know, he, he has parental guard or he has guardianship because you're no, you're 19. You you're 19. Go. You're free. You can leave. You can leave. You can yeah. leave. But she's like, no, because then the mafia will chase me down and or Secret Service. <laughs> That's not what Secret Service I don't think they does. Would. I don't know, man. I don't know. And again, this all would make so much more sense if he was just the head of another mafia. Yeah, or... why does he have to be the head of head of United States of America? <laughs> At one point, they bring up like the Irish mob, and I was like, "Oh, that's gonna be the thing. He's gonna be in the Irish mob, like secretly." <laughs> no, he's secretly and then this Italian. All makes sense. It's like, no, it's worse. It's way dumber than that. It is. So they, um, Mrs. Sterling, Starling, I don't know, she convinces Wolf that in order to get his wife to loosen up towards him, well, they're not married yet, they're they're about to be married, but his fiance to loosen up around him, she should, he should take her to go have dinner at her parents' house to show that like, hey, I'm a cool guy, I'll let you see your family and your loved ones, this isn't like, you're not trapped with me, even though you are. Even though you are. Even though you have no money or skills. But also you aren't. But also you are. <laughs> and he, so they do. They they have a, a dinner party and it's bad. Um, <laughs> they don't have a good time because um, in an effort to uh, show her how good she has it, Wolf is like, tell me what you want. I will give it to you. Anything. I don't care. And she's like, I want to go to college. And he's like, okay, you can go to Northwestern. I got connections. You're enrolled. Whatever. And when her dad finds out that she's going to college, he goes ballistic. And he, like, basically disowns her right then and there. So they go to this dinner party at their house. And she kind of, her eyes open towards the kind of person her father really is. And she realizes, like, hey, if my dad actually loved me or if my mom had any, like, power in this relationship at all, I wouldn't be forced to live this way. I, I could go get a job. I could go to college. I could marry who I loved. But no, my parents suck. And she kind of has a little breakdown about it. But Senator Keaton's there with his big old alpha male arms and they hug a little bit. And she has that moment where she's like, being with him is better than being with my parents because he's letting me go to college. So I might as well try and be in love with him. Yikes. Mm-hmm. Big yikes. But it's so romantic. <sighs> <laughs> uh, so after that, they start kind of getting along a little bit. Things start to get a little bit more romantic between the two of them. Um, and then I can't remember. Do they do the, the cabin first? No, that's. That's after. So that's after the wedding. Yes. Yeah. So they they go they have their wedding, but before that they have an engagement party. They have an engagement party at um, her parents' house, and the dad at this point, the two him, Fra- Francesca's dad and Senator Keaton have been having a little bit of a war. On- <laughs> it's a little spy v spy. Yes. So like, 
you know, Senator Keaton will put a bunch of trash in the park. No, sorry. The, <laughs> <laughs> the mafia now will I've put... I've got a dirty park. Yeah, what am I going to do? Vote for me. Um, <laughs> Politicians, am I right? The mafia will put trash in the park, and Senator Keaton will arrest a bunch of mafia people. And then the mafia will try to assassinate him. And then he'll just arrest more people. So as like, as a senator, you think you would have like, you know, uh, staff secret service that'd be like, sir, you cannot have an engagement party at, at, <laughs> at the house of the head of the Chicago <laughs> the mafia. mafia who literally tried to assassinate you, my man. We can't do I this. Also- I don't like this whole plot just doesn't make sense to me because uh, fucking Wolf is like, I'm going to take down Anthony Rossi, right? Like, this is my whole goal. I have the exact means to do it. Nothing is standing in my way. Oh, I want to marry his daughter. Okay, um, cool. Now my plan is to marry his daughter first so that he is humiliated question mark not really sure i don't know i don't know because i want i want to fuck a teenager yeah is really what it is because he um, fell for her beauty because he was like dang 19 they weren't awesome. lying she is hot as hell and they tried to make it be like it's not a fetish because he's like i only dated older women before it's like nah, dude. no you just wanted to fuck a teenager no, stop yeah. um you didn't marry like, any of those older women so like right right uh but he he is like he's like I've got the exact means to do this. Why didn't he just do it? Why didn't he just do it? What was he waiting for? What was he waiting I don't for know. to do? Later in the book, they try to have this plot point where like Mrs. Sterling gets all mad at Francesca and is like, "The reason he hasn't arrested your dad yet is because of you." And she's like, "Oh, well, but that's, why that though? Cannot, I don't like my not, dad. Like <laughs> that can't possibly be true because we've gotten Wolf's perspective. Yeah, we've gotten the flip perspective, and he hasn't and said Wolf, a word about that. Yes, Wolf is not at any point like I. I am ready to do it right now, but oh, what about Frankie? You know, mm-hmm. he's like, this is this is part of the plan is that he will have Francesca and the father will be arrested. I'm like. Is it that you want to marry her first or like what's the deal? Because like I don't understand how I and even even if it was like I want to marry her, lock it down first so she can't legally get away from me. Right. Which she could still. She could still divorce you, whatever. Um, It'd be a little more complicated, but whatever. Mm -hmm. But like even if that was his thought process, it's like. The one once you arrest her dad. The fallout from that is going to be the same no matter what point you do it. Right. So why aren't you doing it? Just do it because then he wouldn't be trying to fucking assassinate you. Well, he probably would <laughs> from jail. But like, yeah. you know, it just it doesn't it make doesn't sense make from sense. like a the political delay. machinations thing. There's no reason that he wasn't just like, OK, I've got all this dirt. He kept being like, why are we stretching I, it out? Yeah, like what, and I think he like Rossi even says at some point like you you having too much pl- fun playing with your food or something like that. Disgusting. Um, it's like okay, but I, it does. It he's right. He's right that it doesn't make sense for him to to not just pull the trigger if he's actually yeah. got this shit on Rossi. Which yeah, he does. He so does. Like, he just doesn't he do, do anything with it. It's so dumb. <laughs> so they go to this engagement party and. Um, you know, he invites a bunch of like 
really corrupt people. He invites a lot of mafia people to this party. He invites like, uh, like uh, politicians that have been disgraced and yada yada canceled, <laughs> uh, you know, and and to try and embarrass this man and make it look like, you know, oh, these are the people that Senator Keaton associates with, right? Doesn't matter. Nothing ever comes with this Including the, the journalist who used to fuck Senator Keaton. Yes. So she's trying to get back She with keeps him. And popping I was like, up. Okay, cool. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> That's the thing about Senator Keaton is, like, he's also trying to, like, remedy part of his reputation as, like, a ladies' man who sleeps mm-hmm. with a lot of women by marrying this girl. A 19-year-old. And a 19-year-old child. And then, like framing it as oh i'm saving her from this life of crime wow what a what a great wow (laughs) i also i feel like i have to bring up the fact that as much as francesca's like thing that is referenced about her constantly is that she's young and 19 and a teenager Mm -hmm. uh wolf also has a thing that he himself brings up in his head a lot which is that he likes to stick his dick in people's mouths like he the Mm -hmm. phrasing of it he's constantly like i you know i needed to find someone to shove my dick in their mouth and i'm like i need you to chill for like two seconds i get that like overly sexed up alpha man is like a trope but i don't I don't think guys actually think like this. Yeah, I don't. Like the way that he's just like constantly. Constantly like, thinking about Constantly it. like, I got to find something to stick my dick in. I'm like, I don't think that's. And he'll never do oral on a woman because getting down on your knees makes you a peasant. Um, But I'm like, okay, well then just like do it while you're laying down. I'm like. Like buddy 69. <laughs> like what are you talking about? What are you talking about? about? <laughs> Because um, she even she Fran, Francesca brings that up and is like, well, there are other positions that, and he's like, no, <laughs> no, they're all on your knees. I'm like, they're they're not though, but they're not. <laughs> he's just selfish in bed. He just he's just bad at oral. He's bad at sex. <laughs> so they have this engagement party, and nothing ever comes of the whole like trying to embarrass the senator plot point. That all just gets hand waved away because the important thing that happens at this party is that Senator Keaton is led to believe that Francesca and Angelo have had sex this evening. And that makes him mad because he's an alpha male and he will not be embarrassed by that like this. So essentially I mean, what's uh, happened. To be fair, I would also be mad if my fiance fucked someone else at my party that was for our engagement. Your Stockholm but... Syndrome child bride? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, what has happened is that Francesca and Angela went outside to talk. Basically, she has not talked to him since he saw her kiss the senator. So they go out and talk, and she kind of like – opens up to him about what's been happening and he's like I can save you from this and she's like no I think we have to be through Angelo I'm sorry like this is not going to happen for us he leaves he's upset he also keeps doing this uh, their interactions first off he calls her goddess which Mm -hmm. secondly um he keeps the two of them keep doing this thing where they say like oh maybe in another life or like no Mm. this life no maybe the next life which makes me think that this, that, that they think no that lj shen has written another book about like them Angelo but in the and, past or something oh maybe let's look it up let's read it hmm. no no thanks 
Um, <laughs> yeah, so Angelo storms off in a huff and he goes and he has sex with another woman. He has sex with that journalist lady that Keaton used to fuck. Um, Francesca waits a few moments, collects herself, and then goes up to her bedroom to cry with her mom. Uh, Keaton, all he sees is and Angelo leaving, Francesca waiting a few moments, also leaving the party. Both going to the second floor. Both going to the second floor. Angelo returning to the party, looking freshly fucked. And then Francesca returning to the party shortly after. Her hair's a mess. Her face is red. Because she's been fucking crying. Yeah. The fact that he's like, she clearly has been fucking. And what she has been doing is crying. Yeah. Is worrisome for Extremely worrisome. <laughs> Keaton, have you ever seen a woman happy? In her post-orgasm bliss. women always cry when you fuck them? This that is, is a concern. not good. Not good. My guy. So he takes her home. Huge Once content or twice, warnings. okay. 100% batting right on that? Not good. <laughs> content warnings for this next section of the book. Very dubious consent. Very terrible sex scene. A lot of weight put on virginity. Um, so just beware. Um, Strap in. <laughs> so basically, he brings her home and he says, I'm going to fuck Angelo out of your system. Gross. Because she has perhaps foolishly told him previous to this that she's slept with everybody in the mafia. She's such a slut, you know, like she's like, because <laughs> she, she doesn't want to feel that power imbalance with him of someone who's very sexually who's savvy. Who's an adult <laughs> when she's a child. Ex- exactly. <laughs> but um so he he fully believes this he thinks yeah she's fucked everybody including angelo the night of our engagement party i'm gonna fuck angelo out of her is what he says but then he makes her beg for it um which she does to prove a point because she she knows she didn't have sex with angelo that night she knows that she's a virgin so what her plan is that in order to make wolf keaton feel really bad about assuming this thing about her, she's going to let him take her virginity. blood all over his dick. Yes, she's basically, she's going to do the whole like marriage bed blood sheets thing to prove that she's innocent and he shouldn't have been a dick to her. So they do that. Um, She begs him to fuck Angela out of her. He takes her up to the bedroom. He basically slams into her with no preparation whatsoever. She bleeds everywhere. And he feels bad and tries to stop having sex with her. And she says, no, finish what you started, knowing how big of a dick you are. He does. He comes anyway. (laughs) If this book was darker, this would have been like the her turning to like the dark side moment. Yes. And it would have been cool. (laughs) But it's not. but But it's not. Oh, my God. So he feels really bad about the situation even though you know he came he was satisfied um and she's like don't fucking touch me don't look at me and she leaves and he lets her go to her room where she spends the next day and then he realizes later on that like i should go to her i should apologize i should try to make things better and the way he she does talks that to his mom to his mom first he talks about all of this with his mother and who his was listening to the whole like- thing who we don't know that it's his mom at this point, but it's his mom. And his mom is like, 
you should leave her alone up to two weeks if necessary. And then he mopes for the day. And then he goes talk to his mom again. And his mom is like, and he's like, I have to go talk to her. And his mom is like, yeah, you should have done that immediately. (laughs) (laughs) She's like, and she's like, I just wanted you to feel bad the way she feels bad. And I'm like, no, but you've just made them both feel bad. (laughs) His mom is so fucked up. It's like literally uh. in romance novels where like they have the friends who like some some will give bad advice and some will give good advice in order to kind of like make it make sense a little bit that the but they only have the one character doing that. So it's like he has to go to the same character to tell him opposite things. And it just it doesn't <laughs> and they, I wanted to make you feel as bad as she feels. That is psychotic That's number absolutely one. Absolutely awful. Uh. So Francesca's been in her room in pain this whole day. Um, and Wolf Wolf goes to her room, kind of makes an attempt to uh, comfort her. And then he's like, fuck it. I'm just going to do oral on her to show her that sex is good, which he does. And she allows it. And <laughs> OK. <laughs> it, they do this every day. Um <laughs> he he gives her oral doesn't doesn't expect anything in reciprocation which is like oh look he's not a he's not as big bad alpha anymore because he's pleasing a woman with no nothing in return and and in the movie adaptation of this it would be a montage of the first time that he gets this idea and then, like, it's just cutting to each day of him, like, throwing her on the bed and, like, jumping towards her crotch. And then wet-ass pussy plays in the background. <laughs> like, that would be the, that would be how this is. <laughs> oh, my God. Uh. And she, they would get, like, increasingly, like, less uh, uh, s- kind of stiff about it. And then, like, more fun and cuddly as the week goes on. There's a, there's one cutaway scene where it's Mrs. Sterling at the door, like, giggling. Yes, <laughs> She's like, absolutely. ooh, listen to that. Fucked up. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. A bunch of stuff happens here. Like, they go for a weekend. No, they get married, right? They get married. They have their wedding. <laughs> you know. Yeah, it's fine. It's whatever. Um, <clears throat> she starts going to college at Northwestern, and Angelo is there, too. So, like, they run into each other, and they kind of resume their friendship from there. Because um, he's one of the only people that she knows in the entire world because she was not allowed to have friends. Um, and then they go up to, um, Wolf's cabin. So like they're, they're like pretty much fully in love. They just haven't said anything to each other. Um, they go up to Wolf's cabin for like a weekend retreat. He's got a huge amount of property. He gives her a horse cause she's a horse girl. <laughs> she's a child. She wants a pony for Christmas. And she- <laughs> it was a wedding gift. It was the traditional oh, wedding gift of a horse. <laughs> giving your child bride a pony. Oh, my God. Uh, And then Francesca decides she's finally ready to have sex again. So they do that. And um, Wolf is like, they're like, we need protection. And they didn't bring any. There was a very in-depth discussion of protection in a way that I was like, oh, cool. I'm glad that this is being brought into a book. And then it kept going. And I was like, oh, fuck, their protection's going to fail. And yes. she's going to get pregnant. Because they it? said what's going to happen. <laughs> they say we can't have sex in the stable because we don't have protection. 
They go back to the cabin and they start having sex. And he does penetrate her without protection. And he says, don't worry, I'll pull out. And then instead of pulling out, she pulls him in further and he comes inside of her. So like he also says like, oh, don't worry, because of when your period was, it's cool. You're not ovulating, which I didn't think anything of that. I was like, mm-hmm. yeah, men should a 30 year old man should know kind of like generally when ovulation happens. But then they had to like give that a slumdog millionaire explanation later on in the book. Yeah. Where they were like, oh, that's why he understood ovulation. Oh my god. It's like couldn't possibly just be a man who knows how the fucking cycle works. That's that's too out there. So dumb. No, it had to be that his sister-in-law was trying to get pregnant and they were having issues. So obviously yes. they talked about that a, lo- a lot around him when he was 8 years old. Yes. <laughs> so they have sex, she gets pregnant obviously. Obviously because okay, so she took the plan B pill the first time they had sex. Um, and she's like, at the minute I took that pill, my period changed. Well, okay. Okay. <laughs> Felt weird. <laughs> Felt like a weird comment. I don't know if it's true or not, but I was just like, mm. um, that's why she got pregnant, even though she wasn't ovulating because of plan B. I mean, I think that she was ovulating <laughs> because yeah. she took, yeah. <laughs> but it's just like. Okay. She wasn't supposed to be ovulating based on the date of her last period, mm-hmm. but the introduction of other hormones, of hormones changed her cycle. Up. Yes. It was just like such a weird like It was a weird it like It made gotcha. it sound like you should never take plan B cuz it's going to fuck up your body. Oh, I didn't get that vibe oh, at all. Oh, really? It I felt really thought... <laughs> shamey of plan B to me. I don't know. I mean, I cuz she also says like like she, oh, she, she did says have something derogatory about, like, about it. Like yeah. I'm not taking that pill. Oh yeah, because he was like, we don't have protection, so you can just get the Plan B pill again and take that. And she's like, I'm not doing that. I see that to me read more as like Catholic girl mm, that could who's be. kind of dubious about Plan B to start with. Mm. But I don't know. I mean, she she's she was the one that uh, said they needed protection in the first place. So clearly, she's just full of contradictions. I mean, if my husband had told me that he didn't want to ever have kids and if I wanted kids, I could have them with a sperm donor, I would think, yeah, you he should care more about wearing a condom personally. But <laughs> He should just have them like permanently attached to him. Yeah. <laughs> the amount of sex or he has all the time. get a vasectomy. Jesus. Christ. Imagine a man being responsible for his own birth control. Couldn't be. Couldn't be. Couldn't be. <laughs> Leave it up to the 19-year-old. The 19-year-old. <laughs> So sheltered, she'd never sex. Why would she need? Oh. <laughs> She's too afraid to make an appointment with the OBGYN. That's why she 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 won't go by herself. I'm like, okay, you've never you've never gone to the OBGYN. You're 19, girl. Well, I don't I don't find that far fetched because I didn't go to the OBGYN before I was like older because oh. I wasn't on birth control as a teenager. Oh, I've been going since I was like 16. I mean, but why were you going to get birth control? Well, that and just having, like, your annual exams and stuff. Oh, but I don't think that those are required until you're, like, 30. I don't know. I mean, that's what my PCP has told me in the past. Mm, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know. I feel like, I feel like, uh, I've been haunted by pap smears for decades. (laughs) I definitely had not gone to the OBGYN by 19. I will say that. So that didn't stand Mm. out to me as weird at all. Because I was like, yeah, totally. If you're not on birth control, then 
most of the stuff that would be covered by that would be covered under other doctors. I guess. I just like going to the doctors. I have like a thousand doctors. I like going to specialists. <laughs> got my dermatologist, got my GP, got my gynecologist. Meanwhile, it took me like five days of intense pain before I would cave and go get an earache looked at. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I just like feeling special, you know. Maybe I'm at maybe I'm at risk for Munchausen's. I don't know. Um, <laughs> um, sorry, let me get back on track. So they have they have the unprotected sex. Obviously, she gets pregnant. Um, she keeps it a secret from him for a while. But then she's like, I'm going to I'm going to read the last note now that I'm married and have been married for some time. I'm going to read the last note in my box and see what it says. And I will see if Wolf, if I'm supposed to be with Wolf, um, uh, just like because she's she's debating, like, can I tell him about this child? He said he didn't want to have any kids with with me or with any woman. And that if I had a kid, like he would not be involved in our lives. And if I really wanted to be in love with him, I'd have to think about doing this childless. She also opened the second note earlier in the book, oh, but it was yeah. just that the next man who bought you chocolates would be your true love. And Wolf also opened that note and did that. So Yeah. <clears throat> a little bit of gamesmanship from Wolf. But she threw away the chocolate without eating it, so. Mm-hmm. But he still bought it, so. That's true. <laughs> so the... Th- <laughs> So that's all it takes to seal the sacred <laughs> the sacred curse of the wooden so box. Dumb. So dumb. <laughs> so the third note in the box says, the love of your life will shelter you from the storm. And she reads this on the first rain of the season. Day. Okay. Girl can't drive. So her, her driver drops her off at Northwestern's campus. And oh, we fully didn't even talk about the part where, like, her, where Angelo's father tries to kill her. Oh, yeah, that part's... There's so much of this book. I'm just, like, I'm trying to blaze through it so I don't have to talk about it. Yeah, Angelo's uh, it, dad... It's not important. Continue, continue. No, we were talking about it now. She's learning how to drive, right? She doesn't know how to drive because her parents wanted her, you know, trappable. Um, so she's learning how to drive. And as they're going down the road, they notice a mafia car is tailgating them. And she looks in the rearview mirror and she goes, I know those guys, that's Angela's dad. And then they go on a high speed chase through downtown Chicago until finally, like, Angela's dad rams into her car and it flips and she, you know, gets knocked unconscious and yada, yada, yada. So we have a little bit of that, like, um, you know, taking care of your partner while they're ill trope, but it's... Which I feel like this is notable because y'all know that some of my favorite shit and but it even was so dumb. that couldn't get me to like this couple. No, 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 absolutely not. Ugh. So yeah, that happens. And then everyone is kind of mad at Angelo's dad, even Angelo. He's like, why'd you do that? No one knew he was going to do that. This is basically supposed to be like, oh, look, the mafia is falling apart because they're eating themselves or whatever. You know, I don't know. Because they lost one 19-year-old girl. They lost the most beautiful 19-year-old girl in the world. <laughs> um, Wolf gets retribution for that. And then, okay, so yeah, so she reads this third note, and her driver drops her off at Northwestern, and it's raining. He's like, what time do you want me to pick you up? And she's like, don't pick me up. Wolf's going to come pick me up. And, like, he's not. He, like, well, she's not made plans with him to do so. She's testing Wolf. To see if he's her true love by seeing if he'll randomly come pick her up. 
on a day he did not say he was available to pick her up because it's raining in another city because it's raining and this girl was never taught about metaphors he's supposed to be in another he's supposed to be in dc because he's a fucking senator Can't. So she's just standing in the middle of the quad getting fucking rained Yeah, on. she won't even, like, buy an umbrella or stand under an overhang. She's stupid as hell. Angelo <laughs> runs up. He's like, what the fuck are you doing? What's wrong? Have my umbrella. I'll shelter you from the And storm. she goes, oh, no, it's Angelo. Angelo is my true love. And, you know, maybe it's pregnancy hormones getting to her. I don't know. But she kisses him in the rain. And who's there to take a picture but... Everyone. Everyone in the world. It goes on social media. The blonde reporter that used to have sex with Keaton is like, look, here's a picture of them kissing. And they went to a hotel afterwards. I bet they've been messing around with you the whole time. Um, Wolf goes ballistic, of course. Uh, Francesca runs home to her parents' house. I don't. I, that's the only other place I guess she knows to go. Because, like, that would not have even been an option for me. It's like she's on a video game map. And there's only certain she's like, places. I can't fast travel anywhere else. <laughs> I haven't unlocked that yet. I'm only level 19. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, gosh. And I was, like, so super skimming at this point in the book. So I'm not, like, I'm not fully 100% sure what happens here. She goes she goes to stay with her parents. She and Wolf get in an argument yeah. at his, back at his place and he's he goes and cheats on her. He go tries to. He takes a Russian ballerina out does. as a date because he's like you have slandered my name by cheating on me in public. And I'm I will gonna do the get same. back at you even though this is I good have for the my reputation of career. Uh-huh. To worry about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And then they go to a hotel, and then he can't get it up. So he's like, okay, I guess I really do love this teenager. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. then um, he goes back to his place, and she's there, and they, like, get in a fighty fight. And he's like – or maybe this was before the hookup, the ballerina thing. I can't remember. I can't. I Basically, think it's before. She's, yeah. she's like – if you don't stay and talk with me about this, like, fuck it, I'm leaving forever. And then he's, like, fine and leaves. And then she, she leaves, leaves and goes to her parents. And he comes and home he's he... like, oh, I didn't realize she would leave if she said she was going to leave. And then we have a notebook situation where he's sitting outside her parents' house being like, I want to talk to her, calling and whatever for, like, two weeks. And her dad's like, nah, fuck you, haha, and hanging up on him. And she's like, if he really loved me, he would come yeah, to the she's house totally or call. Unaware. That he's even there every day. Um, yeah, and then he like tears up her room, just trying to like, I don't know, find a clue as to well, has she been fucking Angelo and whatever and ever. And he finds the positive pregnancy test. You know that stick you pee on? She was sleeping with it under her pillow. <laughs> She's nineteen. She doesn't know better. Oh my God. <laughs> So he finds it in her bed <laughs> and he goes, she was pregnant this whole time. I love her and it's I want to have children real, with her. And Mrs. It's going to be a real like, wild first trip to the OBGYN when that doctor has to be like, okay, so you are pregnant and don't sleep with pee sticks next to your face. <laughs> oh my God. I this girl. Oh, so <laughs> then 
then what? Then he's finally allowed to see her? I don't remember. He gets, because there's been a whole thing about how he has, has various people under his thumb and dirt on people and whatever. And he gets the chief of police or something, I don't know, to like get a warrant so that he can go to the house. And they go to the house and he's like, we've got a warrant. And the dad's like, okay, you can come in. And then he goes in and he talks to the dad and the dad's like, blah, blah, blah. I know who you really are. And also we didn't cover this even a little bit, but she also knows at this point from someone, I can't fucking remember, that he um, wants revenge because his brother was a cop and his parents, his dad was like, ran off or was dead or something. And the mom mom was on drugs. And so his brother was raising him and his brother was a cop and they went to go get pizza at the pizza place that the mom owns and they got into it with the mob because there was like a fight or something yeah, because broke out. Why would a cop... Okay. I did. So the, why didn't they just go to fucking Pizza Hut? My God. <laughs> but they got into it and... Um, the I think what it was was that like... so like Because I got the, the vibe of like, oh... The brother was kind of like a cop that maybe like just got out of having to be in the mafia and is kind of still like knows people in the mafia. Mm-hmm. And is, but then because this like thing popped off and he got himself in the middle of it, he ended up getting shot. Yeah, um, and like they execution let, style. Like executioned. And they let Wolf, who at the time was some other Italian name, go. Um, he got adopted by his adoptive parents, one of whom was a supreme court judge and then years later rossi killed his adoptive parents in an explosion because she was a supreme court judge and she did some anti-mob stuff so now he has he's killed sworn revenge, which i feel like either one of those could have been enough you didn't have to double down but truly it made it so confusing so, so yeah rossi's they- like i know who you are if you want my daughter, you have to beg for her. Like, you made me oh, beg right. for her. And then, he, and then he Wolf, does. like, gets on his knees, but he's still, like, alpha about it. And she's secretly, like, listening in slash watching and is like, oh, my God, Wolf got on his knees and begged. But also he was obviously still in control of the situation. And I'm like, he wasn't. But whatever you guys have to tell yourself to sleep at night. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so they're reunited in her parents' home. And he's like, hey, I know you're pregnant. And she's like, um, sorry, are you mad about that? And he's like, are you mad about that? He's like, no, I want this baby. And also I cheated on you because I kissed another man. And he goes, no, I forgive you. Let's go home. Um, And then they do this thing where she's like, I don't think I can go home with you because I don't feel like this marriage is is healthy. We need to take some time (laughs) to get to know each other and go on dates and stuff before I'm going to agree to move in with you, which is like the most mature thing she's ever thought. I'm Mm -hmm. pretty sure. Mm -hmm. So they do this thing where they just like. And this is the best part of the book. Yeah. The last like five. Well, these, these five pages, the last pages are LOL. Yeah. The last part is bad too. Um, So they do, they, they get to know each other outside of their fucked up situation. They fall in love for real, real this time. She agrees to move back in and he's like, Oh, thank fuck. Finally. (laughs) Uh, they're having they're having regular sex. They're going to OBGYN appointments together. Everything is happy. Then there's an epilogue. There's two parts. To the there's epilogue. two parts. So the first one is four years later. They're having. 
They're having their second child baptized in Little Italy uh, in front of all their friends and family. We get this information about how, like, dad's in jail. He's He's been served this the uh, 25 years for attempted murder because the mom tried to leave him. This is another plot point we didn't talk about, but basically Wolf dug up information uh, and gave it to Francesca's mom that showed, hey, your husband's cheating on you and has been cheating on you. Uh, and then she decided to leave him finally after seeing the strength of her daughter to go through with this marriage. She's like, oh, I don't have to settle. She served her husband divorce papers. He didn't like that. He tried to kill her. Um, he just went to jail instead. And the mom is fine. We get like wrap ups and all the other like Angelo. We find out what happened to him and like the random woman reporter. It's like, it's OK yeah. that Wolf ruined her life and and got her fired because he got her a job in Alaska. In Alaska where she'll never bother us again. OK, great. They own an Italian restaurant now um, that he purchased. It's the one the that his place. brother was murdered. At. Yes. And he turned into an Italian restaurant. <laughs> all right. And they go there all the time. Uh, they're having the party after the baptism there or something. I don't know. Seems like you could, instead of buying a restaurant, you could get a, I don't know, therapist and maybe just do that instead. Maybe. <laughs> that would be. <laughs> Imagine becoming the president of the United States instead of just going to therapy like you should. Um, Marrying a 19-year-old and buying a pizza place. Oh, my God. Yeah. So basically, it's like perfectly wrapped up happy ending. Like he's choosing her over work and they're so happy. And then we get another epilogue, which is six years after that. And they're all moving to. No, the... I think it's just six years after the ending of the first bit. Oh, God. So he got he got elected to term. president after yeah, his first term as a senator. Yes. Amazing. Because it's after his first term as a senator. Yeah. Amazing. So. They're moving to the White House because he's just been elected president of the United States. <laughs> and okay. the last sure. two lines. Do the dramatic reading of the last two lines of this book, please. I love it. <laughs> this is it. This is how the this is Hold where on, we me, end the me, story. You close me, the book after you hear these words. Let me ramp up to it a little bit. Okay, more. okay. We had dreams to chase, a country to serve, and a lifetime to love each other more fiercely and strongly than we did the last year. But as I looked down at her, I knew without a shadow of a doubt that my decision to steal her under the starless Chicago sky ten years ago was the best choice I had made. I loved my country ferociously. I loved my wife more. (laughs) (laughs) And then you're just supposed to close the book and go about your day. What? This, this, okay, because this comes up like twice in the whole entire book when he first introduces himself he's like i fucking love my country and i just want to serve my i just want to serve my country that's all i love none of that none of that is in any of the rest of the book no. there's not like he because if it was he wouldn't be doing the trying to get her dad because of personal reasons he'd be doing it because he thinks that crime is bad for the country or whatever we would hear anything about his politics at all we don't which good because i don't want to deal with that but like that's not on the table. We're not hearing anything about how he's serving the country, serving the city, serving the state. Nothing. All we're hearing is about how he wants to fuck a 19-year-old and how he hates that 19-year-old's dad. That's it. And then and he the has to fly to, to DC be, and Springfield all the time. For the end to be that he is now president of the United States when 
within the last six years, he married a teenager and then that teenager publicly cheated on him in front of the world. Like, I don't believe it. I don't believe that he would get elected. I don't. Like, I honestly, his career should have been fucking tanked because the people who are cool with him marrying a teenager uh-huh, would not uh-huh. be cool with that same teenager cheating on him. Correct. They'd be like, he can't keep a Correct. woman in line. So, and the people who were like, well, it's not his problem that his wife cheated on him would be like, hey, why the fuck did he marry a 19 year old in the first place? So there is no way. There is There's no, no way. way. Enough of the country was okay with this. It's simply the only way is gerrymandering. Yeah, who knows? In six years, maybe. Jeez, I want to know what was... platform he's running on. What are what does he think about? I don't know. Abortion, death penalty, war on drugs. Only... Like what are, what are his thoughts? I want to know if I would have voted right. for we this man. We don't know anything about his politics. The only thing we know is that he doesn't like the mafia, which I would say most people generally can agree with that. He's also, tough on crime. He engages in behaviors that are similar to the mafia. Mm. So I'm not really sure. Cuz he's a politician, <laughs> LOL. It's so cute when he does it, yeah, I guess. Yeah, because he does it for the love of his country. Ugh. Happy Veterans Day. <laughs> God. Well, on that note, uh, what do we want moving forward from mafia romances? I want, okay, here's the kind of mafia romance that I like. It's uh-huh. when both the man and the woman are doing mafia shit. Okay. Right? Um, I could see that. I definitely think that would be an improvement on this. I think also, I think just they have to be equal. They either both have to be doing mafia shit or they both have to want to not be doing mafia shit mm. or, you know, something like that where yeah. it's not like this huge power imbalance and it's yeah, this weird thing that. where it's like he's not actually an evil mobster because he's just a politician and it's like, okay, well, mm, yeah, don't know about that. And I want more mafia. I want to see like the inner mm-hmm. workings of, of any sort of crime out- outfit, you know, like I feel like this one was a little bit outsider. Yeah. There was definitely yeah. a lot of, there's a lot of emphasis on the mafia part of it. I don't feel like this wasn't a mafia romance, but this very much just felt like the reason it was a mafia romance was because LJ Shen wanted to write some age gap, um, forced marriage stuff and didn't want to write, write a historical for some reason. Right. It's like, okay. Well, 90% of your problems with this book are solved by making it take place in like the 1700s. Yeah. Just, just make him a pirate. And we make... all knew women had no rights back then. We could get on board with They it. were property. <laughs> oh, my God. And then we would be like, yeah, it's great that he treats her, that he wants her to get an education. We would be like, yeah, that's progressive. Instead of like, well, he shouldn't want to d- have his wife going to college because he shouldn't be dating a 19-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The horse uh, girl. Horse girl, child bride. Well, speaking of horse girls, and by way of horse girls, cat girls, and by way of cat girls, cats. Warriors. Uh, next week will be, uh, we'll be another Meow Meow Monday yeah. with warrior cats. Uh, warriors, power of three the dark, dark river. river dark river darkest river god damn it i think it's just, oh i think it's just dark river but I dark could be river wrong. we're gonna go with dark river it's one of those um the week you'll after know when that, you listen you'll know it'll say it we will be wrapping up our scary unit for the year yes anna what's our last book gonna be um sorry i'm trying to pull it up now <clears throat> and i'm gonna hope you haven't read this mm-hmm, mm-hmm. um i thought we would go with the book White Smoke by Tiffany D. Jackson. 
No, I don't think I have read that. Awesome. Yeah. The blurb says it's the haunting of Hill House meets Get Out in a chilling mm-hmm. white. Oh, well, it says YA psychological thriller now that I'm looking at it. Modern take on the classic haunted house story. I think that still counts as YA okay. horror. Good. Because yeah. that's what we're doing. Okay. I mean, you know, we've had other units where we're, the last book we read it and we're like, mm, this wasn't quite right. So that's fine. Yeah. If it doesn't fit entirely. I mean, those are both two horror movies. So like. Yeah. Yeah. It feels like it's probably horror. It's probably horror. And if not, then we'll pivot and we'll read her other new book that just came out. <laughs> <laughs> the Weight of Blood, which is like Ooh. Carrie, I think. In the meantime, if you have any books or units you'd like for us to cover on the podcast, either because you think we would love them or hate them, you can tweet at us at ShelfAwareCast or email us ShelfAwareCast at gmail.com. As always, thank you to Ben Cope for the use of our theme song. You can check out his YouTube channel in our show notes below. We are also on all of your favorite podcast aggregating platforms. So if you haven't followed or subscribed to us on one of those, you definitely should. Otherwise, otherwise I'm... I'm going to tell Senator Wolf Keaton to come and make fun of your worthless life, you silly little horse girl, you. If you use Apple Podcasts or Spotify, we'd very much appreciate a five-star review. But if you don't, that's all right, because you are allowed to talk about us anywhere on the internet you like. In the words of LJ Shen, we did not have sex, but he did lick me down there until I came. Oh, nasty. Okay. <laughs> We're starting a new, a unit, new unit that was submitted to us yeah. uh, via listener Rachel. Uh, oh, right? shit. Let me check. It might have been someone else, though. I can't remember. I feel like. From listener Charlie. 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 It's Charlotte, short for Charlotte. I will say, Charlie, you could rearrange that and probably get Rachel. That's <laughs> Richelli. <laughs> uh, Jesus. He goes with the, the book. <laughs>